You're To another episode of the Couch Coach Podcast. I am your Couch Coach, Stephen, and I am here today to talk to you a little bit about the National Basketball Association. Today we're going to be breaking down some uh, salary cap information about the new uh, implications that um, fall out out of the Russell Westbrook extension. We're going to go through a very special edition of Honey, Can You Get to Kids, our Olympic edition, and then we're also going to talk today um, we're going to welcome Ray Allen to the man cave. All right, we'll get to that in just a second. But before we begin, I want to take a second and say thank you to everyone that listened to the first episode, to the uh, to the release of the Couch Coach podcast um, for on uh, SoundCloud. Whether you whether you downloaded it to your phone or you listened to it at your computer, or you're driving in your car. Hopefully, it was enjoyable. Um, still, love to get your feedback on anything that you like that you don't like. You can email me at Stephen S T E P H E N at couchcoachhoops.com. You can check out the website at couchcoachhoops.com. And you can follow me on Twitter. Uh, the Twitter handle is couchcoachhoops, all right? So um, once again, thank you very much to everybody who listened. But let's get down into this right now, okay? Um, I want to start off by uh, addressing kind of the, the big topic of the week, and that was the extension, excuse me, by uh, Russell Westbrook. He had some interesting thoughts that came... Uh, across the press conference that I thought kind of stood out. Um, he, he, uh, he's been pretty quiet for the last couple weeks going through um, uh, this whole free agent period where everything has been about Kevin Durant and what's going to happen. And so we actually got to hear from, from Russ a little bit. And, um, you know, a lot of the things that he talked – or one of the main things that he talked about that really stood out was, was the word loyalty. Loyalty is something that Russ apparently finds uh, to be – very deep, uh, almost, almost backhanded, I think, uh, was a lot of the comments that he made towards um, Kevin Durant. I think a lot of uh, things were m- maybe implied. You know, he, he definitely made it known that uh, loyalty is important to him. That's why he wants to stay in Oklahoma City, because he wants to be loyal to the franchise. He, the franchise has been loyal to him. But uh, it was almost like a little bit of a, of a dig, and I thought that was uh, kind of interesting. But more so was I thought it was... I thought it was funny how he said he found out. You know, we've 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 wanted to accept this idea for the longest time that that Russ and KD are just best friends, and that uh, you know they're really really good friends, but they couldn't you know quite get it together on the court. And I'm not denying that they're not good friends, but you don't you don't handle that situation with your you know with your free agency to your best friend the way that Kevin Durant did. Russ even said, "I found out the same way that you guys did. I found out." by getting a text message from, from Durant. You know, we, he said that they had talked early in, in the process, but uh, he didn't actually hear about it or find out what happened until, you know, tech, uh, he got a text message basically from KD, and that was the end of it. So um, I think there's a little bit uh, going on behind the scenes that we may, may not be where, made aware of, and we may never find out the truth, but I don't know if they were as best uh, friends as we all might have 
been led to believe that they were. Nevertheless, Russ did sign a three-year, $85 million extension, with uh, which the third year is a player option. And I think that this is a very, very intriguing signing for a number of reasons. The first and foremost is we have seen now Oklahoma City has given Russ the keys to the city. This is Russ's team. There's no question about that. There's no one else that's going to compete for this. This is Russ's team. And we saw Russ go into Russ's team mode whenever Durant had his uh, many, many foot problems, and it was just the Russ show. Um, And I think that we, you know, there's a lot of parallels that were made unfairly. There's a lot of parallels that are made unfairly to Russ um, with Scottie Pippen and when Jordan left the Bulls and how Scottie had to take over that team. But Russ, that wasn't unfair to Russ. And Russ was a better player than Scottie Pippen was, but he was never that type of a wingman either. Russ is a superstar, and he's an absolute superstar. I can't stand Russell Westbrook on the court. I actually love to have my team play against him because Russ is the only person that can stop Russ. All right, the guy goes 100 miles an hour. His shot selection is question questionable. Not really sure how he does within a team, but now we get to get to see him be the man, and that's what I'm excited about. This is We're basically going to see an unleashed version of Russell Westbrook over the next couple years. And the interesting part about it is the way that the extension is set up. So we see, uh, like I said, it's a three-year extension with a player option in the third year. So he'll be a free agent again if he wants to be in 2018, 2019. So uh, Russ is going to make uh, his extension is going to break down to about $28.2 million. Okay. That's how much, uh, excuse me, $28.3 million. Now, to put that into perspective, going into the 2017 season, so next year, not, not this year, the 2017-2018 uh, season, the, the Thunder currently have $28.2 million on the books. And Russ's new extension is going to add another $28.3 million. So Russ is basically, Russ's salary is basically equivalent to everyone else's salary right now. If you add those numbers together, the Thunder are only on the books right now for $56.5 million. That seems like a high number. It's not. It's about half the cap. The cap is going to go up a little bit. We're not going to see the crazy spike that we did again, but it's going to go up a little bit to, um, they're estimating it's going to be about $103, $104 million. So if you think about that, there's going to be roughly, uh, roughly 45 to $50 million in cap space that the Oklahoma City Thunder are going to have to play with. They're going to have a young core of uh, Russ, who's going to be 28, 29. Um, They're going to have Victor Oladipo. They're going to have um, Steven Adams. That's your your three right there that you can build around. And then they've got some other nice pieces that kind of go in in behind that. Plus, they got a good young coach, you know, a fun coach. Guys like playing for him and Billy Donovan. they got a good organization. And I want to draw the parallel to this. So where it stands right now is uh, for the Golden State Warriors, Durant went and signed for $27.7 million a year. Basically, that's what his breakdown is going to come out to. Which, little side note, Russ is for 28.3. So it's about half a million dollar more than Durant. Okay, so uh, Durant's going to sign for that. That's what he's going to get paid next year. Steph Curry comes off the books, his current contract, which Steph Curry is basically playing for free right now for $12 million. That's, that's it. So he's going to be up for a new contract. 
Iggy, Andre Iguodala, is also going to be up for a new contract. However, with Durant going in at $27.7 million, that takes, before the Warriors sign Iggy and Steph Curry, the Warriors are at $64.5 million. So, essentially, they're going to have to figure out a way to sign. you got to pay Steph Curry. How do you not pay him? He's been paid nothing. He's not even the fourth highest player on his team. He's going to be up for a contract. Again, you got to assume he's going to get the absolute max. He's going to get somewhere close to $30 million, if not more. So that's going to push you up. So let's just say it is $30 million. That's going to push you up to about $95 million to, 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 add, uh, to re-sign Steph Curry. And then on top of that, you're going to have to pay Iggy, what, the remaining $8 million, and then hope to sign everybody else out and uh, get veteran minimums and mid-level exceptions or biannual exceptions or rookie deals or any of those types of things. Now, they can go over the cap. The Warriors can go over the cap. You, you can go over the cap to re-sign your own players. So they will have a little bit of flexibility there. But it is going to be interesting to see how these two teams have set up their futures, essentially. I think the Thunder made a great, great move here. And there's one more piece that I would recommend that the Thunder go after this year. Um, they are going to pursue pretty hard in free agency next year, but there's, there's a name that's kind of floating out there that I think would be perfect in the Oklahoma City Thunder system. And that name is Blake Griffin. Now, Blake Griffin uh, graduated from, or I don't know if he graduated or not, but he went to school at Oklahoma University. He's a Sooner. He's an Oklahoma boy. And Blake and Chris Paul are both coming up on the end of their deals next year. They have player options right now. Uh, Blake has a player option for $21.3 million, and uh, Chris Paul has a player option for $24.2 million. Now, the Clippers are entirely too close to that deadline. They're entirely clu- too close to their cap number for next year. So the odds of them bringing those two back are slim to none. However, why would the Clippers want to bring anything back? Um, why would they want to continue bringing in those guys? Do we really think that the Clippers are going to go and win another championship this year? I say no. I don't think that it's possible for that to happen under this current team. I don't think it's possible with Doc Rivers running that show. So let's just say that the <coughs> excuse me that the Clippers go through and they get beat again in the second round of the playoffs. They're done. Now you're going to go and re-sign these guys, or is it time to say goodbye to one of them, or is it time to say goodbye to the aging Chris Ball and you know bank on Blake Griffin being your your future, or is it time to you know let Blake Griffin walk and hang on to Chris Paul and try and do you know you know give him a a loving deal or something to that effect? I don't know, but what I can tell you this is, the Clippers have to make a decision and say, are we going to lose Blake Griffin or Chris Paul for nothing? Let's try and get something out of him. Uh, Blake could easily, easily make a move and go to the East Coast and play for the Boston Celtics. The Clippers don't have much of a future as far as their draft picks goes. Danny Ainge, we've already talked about that. He's sitting on a bunch of those picks. He can make a deal, and then the Clippers can get him for something. But I think the Thunder would be smart to not make a trade for Blake, but try and get some under-the-table verbal stuff and see if he can go to Oklahoma City. And the Clippers would be smart to try and make a push and get, um, and get something for Blake before he walks. If I'm Blake Griffin, I'm out of there at the end of the year. And uh, I'm certainly looking towards that Oklahoma City Thunder team. I'm certainly looking at the possibility of going and playing with, uh, with Russell Westbrook, with a team with a bunch of young talent, with a good organization, with a good coach, and with a bunch of cap space. They can go and max out Blake Griffin easy and still have roughly 15 to $20 million 
in the cap for 2017, 2018, where they can go get additional players around them. Can you look ahead with me for a second and just envision a lineup? Envision a lineup right now with Russell Westbrook, Victor Oladipo, you know, your Andre Robertson, there's your three guard who are your, your three man who's your defensive stopper. And then you've got Steven Adams and Blake Griffin in your front court. That'll play. That, that works. And then on top of that, you've got young talent. Oh, and you can still go and sign uh, another player. You can still go get another valuable asset to go and plug in there at that three spot. And then on top of that, you still got draft picks. The Thunder have done a great job for this. That's what happens. But when you look at the Warriors, they don't really have that kind of flexibility. They've, they're kind of, they've kind of hitched their, themselves to their Kevin Durant wagon. You know, we're going we're gonna to see them be forced to go with a Kevin Durant um, Steph Curry and Clay Thompson, you know, line up over the next couple of years. And all I have to say about this, that's not a bad thing. I don't mean to belittle that, but it better work. You, you've kind of pushed all your chips to the middle of the table. That thing better work or else you're in a mess because you're not going to have much cap space. So the minute that, the minute that Steph Curry gets paid and then Clay Thompson, who makes $17 million a year goes, Hey, I, I, I want my money too. You're in a mess. Draymond Green. I want my money too. You're in a mess. So hopefully that works. It's all or nothing. Guys, I want to take just a second and talk to you again about my good friend, No One. Currently, Couch Coach is brought to you by No One. Who's No One, you ask? Well, No One is one of the top supporters of the Couch Coach podcast. No One is the leader in doing absolutely nothing for Couch Coach on a daily basis. Couch Coach uses no one, literally every day, and we are proud to call no one our sponsors. No one delivers absolutely no product because they never deliver it. Not late or on time, because there's no product to actually deliver. There's no one. There's absolutely no one. Are you ready for no one in your life? If so, you can email me at steven at couchcoachhoops.com and use the phrase no one sponsors in your subject line. You can overtake no one as a sponsor of the Couch Coach. And you're not going to hurt no one's feelings because no one is already doing nothing for us. So if you'd like to talk to people about your business and use that advertisement block, you can overtake no one in this spot right here on the Couch Coach Podcast. Don't delay. Email us today. And remember, no one is going nowhere fast. Now it's time to get into our Olympic version of Honey, Can You Get the Kids? And uh, we're going to go through here pretty quick with, uh, with five uh, topics here, five players that are interesting to me that I find to be interesting in this year's uh, Olympics. So without further ado, um, I give you the Olympic version of Honey, Can You Get the Kids? And the first player I want to start off with is Mr. Carmelo Anthony. Now, Carmelo Anthony, to me, in my opinion, might be the best international player that the that the uh, U.S. men's basketball team has put out since probably Michael Jordan. Um, Mello is made for international basketball. I mean, he he has the fundamental um, to game to go with his kind of swag, um, but he's also got the size. He's got the body. I mean, he's a big, versatile, big man, and it's a shame that his game does not translate as well to the NBA as it does to the international game because it would be really fun if that were the case. 
Nevertheless, uh, Melo to me is kind of, uh, I think this team's MVP. He's kind of like the leader. Um, odd to say he's kind of like the old man on this team. Um, but he's kind of the, you know, the heart and soul of this team. And I never thought I would say that because I've not always been, you know, a Carmelo Anthony fan. But nevertheless, that is the case. Honey, can you please get the kids? The next guy I want to talk to you about is DeMarcus Cousins. And DeMarcus Cousins, guys, seriously, um, I was really annoyed whenever I saw his name come across the roster here because it's it's DeMarcus Cousins. And if there was ever going to be one player that was going to start an international incident, it would be DeMarcus Cousins. He's just not... He's not right in the head. Like, I don't think he's a very intelligent person. I don't think he has a lot of self-control. I think he's very immature. Good basketball player. Has nothing to do with that. And I'm not saying I don't like him as a person. I'm just saying, is this really the guy that we want to send over and say this is our the best of the best? I mean, China, the guy from China took a, a, a pretty hard foul on him. You know, China's down by 35 in the first half. And DeMarcus looked at him like he was ready to fight him. Like, can we please not do that on the, you know, the biggest stage in the entire world, the Olympics? Like, it just, it would be nice if we just didn't stab anybody on the court. Honey, can you please get the kids? All right, next up here is um, Clay Thompson. Has anybody seen Clay Thompson? I mean, this is not the Clay Thompson that we know, right? This is, this is a different version of Clay Thompson. I don't know um, if anybody else is ready to admit this, although I'll be the guy to say it. But without his jump shot, there's not really much left in Clay's game. Now, he's a very overrated defender. We like to pump him up as he's just this great, you know, defensive stopper and he's right there with Kawhi and yeah, you know, no, he's he's really not. I mean, he's a good defender, but he's not a great defender. And so outside of his, you know, shooting that he's shooting woes that he's had, we don't really see much of his game. And that's kind of been the MO for Clay uh, over the over the last, you know, 2 years. He's hidden a lot behind that great Golden State Warriors team defense and he's hit a lot behind you know the great shooting of Steph Curry now that he's out there kind of his own and he's supposed to be the shooter we're seeing him really exposed something to be mindful as this uh this thing progresses honey can you please get the kids okay uh next one I got for you is DeMar DeRozan now I absolutely love DeMar DeRozan I think he's awesome on this squad and this really goes to show you the level of basketball that's being played right now in these Olympic games because we're not hoping for like a competitive game. We're not even hoping for a close game. We're just hoping that DeMar DeRozan gets the ball in the open court and can actually get another shot at attempting that 360 dunk on someone in transition. He's basically the 2016 version of Vince Carter whenever Vince Carter jumped over that seven-foot guy. It's like, what is DeMar DeRozan actually going to do? Is DeMar really going to jump over someone and do a 360 on him? I mean, that's unfair. Talk about international incidents. That's not going to go over well. Yet we all want to see it. And I don't know why we can't see it, Damar. Please make it happen. Please dunk on someone viciously. Please do it for the couch coach. It would mean a lot for me. It really would. It would go a long way. And then you can be on the podcast. Honey, can you please get the kids? Jesus, kids. Okay. Last one here for you. And I got to be honest with you. I chuckled whenever, uh, whenever I saw his name, but not the same way I did with DeMar, uh, excuse me, with DeMarcus Cousins. But that's DeAndre Jordan. Come on. The guy can't make a free throw and he's out here. It's like, oh, well, there's no hack-a-shack. No one's going to do hack-a-shack. So we can actually have him on the team now. But it's, it's hilarious because 
you can get into the lane so much quicker with this international game. And it, no one's even banking that he might make the free throw. Everyone knows he's not going to make it. And so everyone is diving into the lane at the earliest possible second to try and get something. The other team's trying to swat it off the rim as soon as it hits the rim, because you can do that in international basketball. And everybody on you know the USA men's team, they're going after it like, oh my God, I got to try and you know sneak in and get this rebound. It's a zoo. It's a circus. I absolutely love it. DeAndre Jordan, please never learn how to shoot free throws. If you never learn how to shoot free throws, I will love you forever. You will always be my fan. Honey, can you please get the kids? Once again, you can advertise here. This is a great spot for advertisement. Yeah. Advertisement. Welcome to the Man Cave. Yes, indeed. Welcome to the Man Cave. This is probably coolest part of the show. No, I'm joking. That's ridiculous. I can't do that voice. I really wanted to, but that was uh, that was definitely one of the big complaints about the show was how I wasn't very uh, smooth in my man cave um, introduction, but forget you guys. I thought it was cool, and that's all that matters. But anyways, um, I would like to introduce this segment, the man cave, and by welcoming in uh, Mr. Ray Allen and Ray, I got to be honest with you, man. Uh, I think you should really consider this offer, and that offer is to just come into the Couch Coach Man Cave, take your shoes off, prop your feet up, you know, grab a cold lemonade, and just enjoy the Man Cave, man, because uh, the reports have been, Ray, that you're interested in maybe you know going to the Boston Celtics or maybe you're interested in going to... Um, you know, the Golden State Warriors or even the San Antonio Spurs. But the one that really disappointed me, Ray, and Ray, listen to me, because I'm saying this because I care about you, man. But I've, I've heard that, that Spike Lee is trying to recruit you to the Knicks. Ray, just please don't, man. Like, I think it's time. It's time that you hang it up. It's time that you call it quits. And that's okay, all right? Tim Duncan is already in the man cave. He's waiting on you. You guys can hang out and play checkers or chess or canasta or whatever it is that you old guys would play. Um, but there's nothing to gain by going to the New York Knicks. You've, you've, you've served, uh, you know, the National Basketball Association accordingly. You know, you ripped out Spurs fans' hearts, you know, hitting that corner shot several years ago, and then, you know, the Spurs came back and they beat you pretty handedly and you know you basically drew even there and then you kind of walked away and you should have just stayed away but now this idea that you might come back that's just ridiculous Ray I just I don't want to see Jesus Shuttlesworth go out like that but the idea that you would let Spike Lee influence you into doing anything other than that horrendous movie I mean my good friend Ray I know you're listening to this I know that you tune in and you're a weekly subscriber you know, to, to the Couch Coach podcast. So hear from my heart whenever I say it's time. It's just time to shut it down. 
and, uh, and, and move on. And that's okay. It's nothing to be ashamed about. You've had a good run. Everything was really good. It was real smooth. You were a great player. You know, you were much better in Milwaukee than you ever were in Boston or Miami. I mean, in, in, in Milwaukee, you were the man. And in Boston, you were like second, you know, third fiddle, depending on how you want to, you know, splice it. And in Miami, you were definitely, you know, overrated as the third best player on that team. But now going somewhere else, like, can you, are you really comfortable at this point in your life just being the seventh or eighth guy on a team and maybe hitting a shot every once in a blue moon? I mean, it's not like you're Robert Ori. I mean, you're Ray Allen. You haven't played defense since, what, 99, if that. So come on, man, just save face, save some pride, and just, and just stay away. Go coach a high school team and, you know, somewhere that no one was ever going to see you. And they'll just remember you as Jesus Shuttlesworth. They'll remember you as the Ray Allen, you know, who won, you know, championships multiple times by being the best shooter on the court and, you know, playing lackadaisical defense that somehow you got magical credit for. Let that be the memory that they serve, okay? Let that be the memory that, that, that folks have of you. But just enjoy the man cave, watch some TV, eat some popcorn, and wear a robe every day, man. Like, just just let it go. It's okay. We're here for you, Ray. Um, we'll talk offline, Ray. You text me. I'll text you. You know, that's, that's what we'll, we'll work. We'll work on this together. But I want you to know I'm here for you, and it's okay. It's just time to move on to that next chapter of your life. Ray Allen, officially, welcome to the man cave. And that'll pretty much wrap up the show here for the Couch Coach, the second episode of Couch Coach. I want to say thank you guys for listening and uh, and participating in this. I hope that you were able to enjoy it and it wasn't too ludicrous for you, but I also hope that it made you think and scratch your head a little bit as it did me. And uh, I want to encourage you to go out and, and share this and tell a friend about this. If you have any questions or comments or concerns, you can more than uh, I'd be more than happy to have you contact me at uh, Stephen at CouchCoachHoops.com. That's Stephen S T E P H E N. Um, you can check out the website CouchCoachHoops.com, or you can follow me on Twitter at CouchCoachHoops. And if you have a topic that maybe you'd have some interest in, maybe you'd like us to uh, to talk about here on the show, you know, go ahead and email me and uh, and and put it in. Also, if you're interested in that advertisement. If you'd like us to talk about, you know, maybe your company, your organization, something that you do, you know, send me an email and we can uh, we can work that out. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. Really enjoyed it. Have a great week. See you later. You've been listening to the Couch Coach Podcast. Subscribe today and never miss another episode.